Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. It's Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. How are you, my friend? I'm good. I'm bummed the audience missed the fun pre-show warm-up bit we did. <sighs> we did such a great bit. The, you know, here's the thing about this show. The best bits happen off mic. <laughs> <laughs> Just when you're listening to the show, know that there were like three or four really funny things that happened before before the mics turned on. Anyway, it was gold. I don't know if trying to recreate it would would mean anything, but man, it was good. After, I'm just going to sit in that for a while. After every show, there's just a moment where we all go, and then just file out in silence. Sure, yeah, exactly. It's good that we're not near an ocean because we would just walk into it. Put some stones in our pockets. Like the setting sun. I guess there's the lake, MacArthur. Arthur, we could walk into that. I would enjoy walking into MacArthur oh, Park Lake. That would be nice. That would be really lovely. You would maybe die some way that's not drowning. Yeah. <laughs> get, a, get a syringe in the eye. <laughs> Stepping on a gun. Gun. Yeah. <laughs> Do guns work underwater? Oh, boy. I, I hope couldn't not. tell you. Yeah. Look out, whales. <laughs> <laughs> bam, bam. Right in the blowhole. That's why I think we should give guns to whales, or at least allow whales to purchase guns. Right, yeah, <laughs> unless they have a record. So they, so they can shoot back. Sure, yeah, right? All it so takes it's is, fair. Oh, the only thing that stops a bad gun underwater is it's a, a good, good whale, whale with, with a gun. gun. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, what do you think a whale would fight? Maybe a s- squid? Oh, that'd be great. Yeah, I mean, a battle as old as time itself. If you're a regular squid size... Squid v. whale. Let's say you're a regular size squid. Okay. Not a giant squid. Right. And you're taking on a sperm whale. What's the first thing you're going to do to even the playing field? Sure, yeah. I mean, Get yourself a fucking 45. I was going to say fuck its wife. <laughs> so then you have a psychological advantage over it. But then maybe you make the whale mad and the, the frenzy of being cucked by a squid will overtake you. It's, I don't know, man. This It's particularly all these hypothetical mashups to be cuckolded by a squid because of the squid's sexual superiority because it's got all those tentacles. Oh yeah, you can get up <laughs> can get up everywhere. Yep. And then it and then the grand finale, a blast of ink to the face. <laughs> <laughs> very sexy, very sensual. <laughs> very sensual. <sighs> <laughs> I think we eclipsed the pre-mic bit. <laughs> we want to introduce our guest and maybe we can... Engage in further self-parody? <laughs> sure, yeah. <laughs> our guest on the program, uh, a great friend of ours, uh, a brilliant author mm-hmm. of multiple books. We're talking about as many as several books. Depends on your definition of several, Almost I think. three, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, he's <laughs> one of the hosts of Pop Culture Happy Hour from National Public Radio, Mr. Glenn Weldon. Hey, guys. Hi, Glenn. Always a joy to see you. You know, I have a degree in marine biology, and what you were all saying mm. was exactly true. <laughs> Thank Everything. you. Wow. Yep. Absolutely, you. 100%. This is uh, my degree from Southampton College from 19... 19- 90. Is that Speaking? true? That is absolutely true. Oh my gosh. Yeah. What? So that's like 50% underwater science, 50% just underwater culture studies. <laughs> <laughs> there is, uh, I was promised there. And by be... that you mean yogurt underwater. Yogurt underwater is a word. <laughs> underwater yogurt. 
I was promised there would be no math in marine biology, and and there was lots of it. Chemical, oh no! Oceanography, physical oceanography, calculus one, calculus sure. two, uh, quantitative analysis one, quantitative analysis two, organic chemistry one, organic chemistry. It was awful. Physics one, physics two. It was awful, awful, awful. I had a good friend named Kai in college who she wanted to become a doctor. Yep. Uh, or possibly a nurse. I don't remember, but she had to take organic chemistry in undergrad, and. I just remember Kai, a very smart lady. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just remember her just sitting there staring at her books with this combination of sadness and rage in her eyes that was just absolutely tip to toe, all consuming, mm-hmm. like like spilling out of her ears the confusion and upset. That tracks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I had a special disadvantage because even the, the non-math courses like phycology – Anybody want to guess phycology? P H Y C. The study of ficus. Uh, uh, the study close. The study of algae. Oh, the study okay. Of algae. Uh, or fikes. Or yeah. fikes. A lot, bunch yeah. of fikes. I <laughs> am mildly colorblind, um, and it's just that reds and browns kind of blend, and greens and blues kind of blend, and greens and browns kind of, like sure. that spectrum. Yeah. And uh, here's the thing about algae: you got your uh, blue green algae. You got your red algae, uh-huh. got your brown algae, <laughs> and you got your green algae. Wow. Okay. And uh, the course was identifying algae. And, and sure. it, was, it was just brown muck. It was all just brown muck sitting on a desk. Uh, so <sighs> was there a point where you thought you might go into the ocean, ocean sci- the world of ocean sciences? You'd be a porpoise In third grade, measurer? I was convinced I would be a marine biologist. Okay. And I kind of kept that in a sort of narrow track all through uh, school, and then I got there, and I wanted to be. I'd seen lots of Jacques Cousteau specials, and wanted to talk to dolphins. Sure. And the first day there at orientation, they take you into a big auditorium, and they say, "Now, how many of you are here because you saw a lot of Jacques Cousteau specials, <laughs> and you want to talk to uh, dolphins?" Right. Well, I'm a dolphin, and I'm not talking to any of you. <laughs> I'm out of here. Sure. <laughs> uh, and uh, we all raised our hands, every last fucking one of us, and uh, they said, uh, "Jacques Cousteau is not a scientist." Mm. He is a filmmaker. And they said it with wow. such hatred, such raw, like, loathing in their voice. Look, How dare he look to your left. interested in my look, field. <laughs> yep. Look to your left. Look to your right. One of these people will be killed by a dolphin. <laughs> also, they do not want to be talked to. And worse, the other will become a filmmaker. <laughs> also, they didn't say it, but the subtext was that uh, George C. Scott movie, Day of the Dolphin, that was all bullshit. Yeah. Dolphins oh, don't I've talk. I've never wow. seen Turns Day of the Dolphin. Oh, it's amazing. Okay. Uh, it's about George C. Scott training mm. dolphins uh, and they can they say things like to him like fa love pa and he's pa of course yeah, yeah. The, the dolphins named fa and ka gotcha and it's, so it's uh, a coco's kitten type exactly, situation okay. exactly and he they get trained to uh, take mines uh, and put put mines on ships okay. I just I just mostly remember that one uh, UCB sketch from the TV show where the dolphins take over the town and Amy Poehler goes to the town hall meeting mm-hmm. and she goes dolphins can suck it suck it dolphins <laughs> yeah yep. and then she leaves. Yep. <laughs> uh, did you go and get another degree after that? No, I'm, I powered through okay. and uh, finished all the requirements. And I had my last, my very last semester there was, this was in Southampton. So there's lots of writers who come there. Uh, 
to it was the eighties to do coke, mm-hmm. and mm. uh, and they would teach like creative writing courses to pay for their coke, and uh, <laughs> they would. And so I, I took a lot of those courses sure. in my, during my last semester. I was reading uh, comparative literature and taking a Hitchcock and film class, and it was like, well, this was uh, what I should have been doing sure. this whole damn time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. watching Hitchcock blowing fat rails. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, our friend, our friend Jim Rael, the master of Would You Rather, is a scientist. Yeah. He's a physicist. Mm-hmm. Uh, he builds some kind of lasers or microscopes uh-huh. or laser microscopes. What's this company called Skynet? I don't, I don't know what they're doing exactly. I can't, for some reason, can't visit him at work. Uh, anyway. <laughs> he keeps melting into liquid steel. Yeah. That's a big problem. Yep. Um, and Jim in college, he would always be studying things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All the time studying things. The studying things. You're like, what studying are you doing, things. man? College is about reading Beloved. <laughs> reading Beloved over and over. Every class. Analyzing Beloved. Uh, beloved. Occasionally the bluest eye. You switch eye. it up with the bluest sure. eye, yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Once in a while, mouse. <laughs> and then there you go. That's college. Yeah. I some, like. I didn't take a science. You had to take, at the University of California, you have to take a science class to graduate. Mm-hmm. And... I signed up for a class called uh, like Introduction to Genetics or something that was a gen ed class. Mm-hmm. But it was a gen ed class where the teacher was resentful that it was a gen ed class because mm-hmm. she felt it should be for genetics majors or whatever. Huh. Uh, so she would like be contemptuous of everyone who didn't know a lot of science stuff already the whole time. Mm-hmm. She was a nice woman otherwise, weirdly, but this just really got in her jaw. Mm-hmm. And I realized that somehow I had not taken chemistry in high school. It had just not come up. You're supposed to take it to graduate from high school, so I don't know why huh. I had not taken chemistry in high school. But I sat there for about a month as it went from – I'm like, oh, yeah, oh, I remember like Gregor Mendel and sure, stuff. Like, I know some stuff. Yeah. I know how to – Make a probability chart or whatever. I learned some things that I probably need to know in this. Iron, F-E. Yeah. And like immediately she just starts drawing these diagrams on the board that mean nothing to me. And um, I when I said I mentioned this once a few years ago on Judge John Hodgman and got some very angry letters from chemistry stands what uh no from people with more more and deeper ethics and morals than i Uh but i was in it with a couple i was in this class with a couple of friends and after about six weeks i was like hey guys a quick question Uh, i can't graduate from college without finishing this class and it's too late in my college career to switch to a different class Uh uh so I'm just going to look at what you write down and write that down. Is that okay? <laughs> and they were like, oh, yeah, we <laughs> yeah, sure, of course. And that's how I got past that class. But I, there was a moment of existential crisis where I was like, I'm going to not graduate from college maybe? Mm-hmm. My one of those, my I don't like science but have to take a science class, was called Violent Universe. Hmm. And never has there been a wider gap between coolness of name and boringness of class. Vi- Violent Universe was as boring a class as the name is cool. Yeah. There were classes. I mean, like when you attend a big public university, I mean, UC Santa Cruz, a medium-sized public university, but still relatively big, and you have this graduation requirement, there is this bait and switch that goes on in the course catalog, which is the science people, the professors, the science men and women, 
they know you have to take a science class. Mm -hmm. They're completely aware of it. And I had I didn't I I didn't take any math classes because I had taken AP calculus in high school, mm -hmm. so I had not done any math or science since my junior year of high school. But they know that you have to take one of these, and they're like, "We're going to give them." And they know that they have to get people to sign up for their class. Right. They also know once people are signed up for their class, they can't get out of the class because they're taking it their last semester so they can graduate from college. <laughs> so they pull a fucking bait and switch on you so hard. I mean, there was a, everyone I knew that didn't take Violent Universe mm -hmm. took a dinosaur class. Sure, yeah. And I just remember people being like, how can dinosaur class be so fucking hard? <laughs> I was really disappointed in uh, constant blowjobs. <laughs> <laughs> just reading Beloved. Yeah. over. We read Beloved three times. Amazing. Yeah. You know, I had two teachers that could t tell me where... Like predict where I wanted to go with my life if I stuck with the sciences. Mm. There was my field biology teacher, which is basically you go out into uh, the nature and he he's smoking a pipe and he drives a Range Rover and it's got a winch because he needs it to you winch. You never things. know. You got to winch know. something up. You never know. And he just you never know when you might need to pull a turtle out he, of a pond. We're yeah. all just following him and he's like this cool guy with horn and glasses and he's pointing at different trees and he's not a hippie. He's like an old school like guy from the sixties. He's a corduroy guy. He's a corduroy guy and he's got like. Jackets with great pockets, and yeah. uh, and and he's like, ah, oh, this is the guy I want to be. And then there was also my psychology teacher, who turned out to be the world's leading psychologist. <laughs> like this, he 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 published sure. papers, uh, hosted symposia. Uh, he could he could tell very subtle differences in algae color. Absolutely, it was all over it. And uh, he had a bumper sticker that said, you know, algae power, because <laughs> like his life was about was about algae. And I thought, who do I there, want to become? He does anyone else have that bumper sticker? He had to have that custom made. I suppose he did. Is there a market? No. I don't know. I feel like if I feel like there are probably bumper sticker makers, right, who have a bumper sticker die or whatever it is <laughs> that says power on it. Yep. Oh. And then they have things that they switch in for the first word and they just hang out at the convention center. Mm -hmm. This sounds like a a a a pre you know, kind of a prerequisite to the Facebook ad. It's like a guy in a T-shirt. And for me, it would say like, you know, it's all about Morris's whose birthdays are in May. And it's just some Facebook information about you. Yeah. 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 Never trust a psychologist. Right. Who's this <laughs> sassy older woman. <laughs> sure. Right. Sure. Sure. This is all good. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think that's, that's fair. I mean, I, I believe – that the engine of commerce is so powerful here in America that any bumper sticker is possible. Uh, wow. <laughs> Even one that says fuck on it? Yeah. <laughs> yes, the word fuck. <laughs> yeah. And you know what else I think? Hmm. Real bumper stickers have curves. Oh, There sure. we go. There yeah. we go, yes. <laughs> I think he probably got that algae power bumper sticker at an algae symposium. I think it's like any kind of trade show, but slimier. You know, yeah, saltier, sure, yeah. slimier, smellier. That's the other thing. Like, uh, I, I would go down to the Marine Biology Center every day to do lab work, and it was just rotting fish in a dock, that smell of rotting fish in a dock. And then I'd happen to take a course in the fine arts building, and it was all chalk dust and brown leather. <laughs> sure, and cloves. Like, cloves. Cloves. The smell cloves. of the cloves. Smell of cloves. <laughs> the smell of throttled sexuality. <laughs> you know? It's like, just, just did you, where I should be. Did you, come, did you walk <laughs> out of The problem is you throttle the sexuality. It's like one of those garden hose nozzles. And then it gets slimy. It yeah, just gets yeah. more powerful. Sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> did, you, uh, did you come out of it with a favorite algae? 
<laughs> no, I blocked it. Blocked it all. Couldn't tell you. Can't point to a fish. Have a degree in marine biology. <laughs> can't tell you what kind of fish things are or what kind of plant it is. The weird thing about UC Santa Cruz, where Jordan and I went, of course, is that UC Santa Cruz is like UC Santa Cruz is for, in most things like a perfectly serviceable university. Like it's a a solid B or B minus right. in most categories. There are a few categories where it's a world-class university, and they are physics and marine biology. Mm-hmm. In those categories, the undergraduate departments are as good as any in the country. And the frustration of the overall culture of UC Santa Cruz, which is primarily hacky sack driven, yep. for the people who are there to do serious physics is extraordinary. Like the difference mm-hmm. between a person who's there because they want to know everything about porpoises mm-hmm. down to their down to what kind of algae nest on their dorsal fins. Excellent. Uh, relative to the people who are like, I don't know. I, it's my th- I mean, I'm, I'm three and a half years in. I need to pick a major. <laughs> uh, I guess English. Sure. <laughs> you know, like the tension between those two things. Uh, Jesse, poor friend. they call it literature in <laughs> Santa Cruz <laughs> because you. it's not as Eurocentric. Got it. Oh, I see. <laughs> I majored in literature. <laughs> uh, Glenn, I did not – I absolutely – we've known each other for a while uh-huh. and I did not know this marine biology thing about you. Yep. Um, and we were discussing the – uh, off mic again. That's where all the best shit happens. That's where the gold. You really, the person who hears the best version of this show is Brian. Yeah, <laughs> maybe that's why he likes it so much. Uh huh. Does he like it? <laughs> I mean, sounds like it. Yeah, I, I feel know. like it's a sh- it's a it's a put on. Like, yeah. oh sure. Like, did Ed McMahon really think Johnny Carson was that funny? By the <laughs> seems unlikely. Uh, yeah. What does Ed McMahon think is funny? Publishers Clearinghouse uh, mostly. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you think he does those commercials because he thinks they're funny? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's like, this is gold. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> Look at the size of this check. <laughs> it's big. I got to get this writer to Bob Hope. <laughs> uh, so we were talking about – so after this, you're doing a you, – you are, are not a guy who lives in L.A. You nope. live elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you're doing, you know, you're doing the podcast tour. I am. As one does when they visit L.A. Mm-hmm. And everyone should do it, even people who aren't in entertainment. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. I mean – there's so many people go to like Hollywood Boulevard, and sure. the honest truth is Hollywood Boulevard kind of sucks. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of good stuff there. The Walk of Fame is pretty unimpressive mm-hmm. when you see it in real life. Grauman's Chinese is just a slightly racist movie theater. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. there's, it's not that remarkable. Unless you're buying stripper heels, there's no real reason <laughs> to go to Hollywood Boulevard. Those people I should be— I resent the fact that you think I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> Those people should be at HeadGum. Go, Those head over to headgum, pineapple sure. media. Yeah, uh, sure. Maybe a trip to the Getty. Yeah, and then get on some podcasts. <laughs> exactly, and you know, don't expect too much from the art at the Getty. It's really about the <laughs> architecture <laughs> and the view. And, and the, the restaurant has this chocolate globe. Yeah, <laughs> they have a chocolate globe, and they bring you hot caramel, and you pour ca- hot caramel on the chocolate globe. Oh my! This dessert culture. Yeah, yeah. It's you really know, good. I went, tried to go to the Getty with Ben Harrison the other day. Closed on Mondays. No, oh. what the fuck, Getty? We drove all the way there. <laughs> I think that's museums for you. They always have one weird day that they're closed. Yeah, 
Anyway, got to get that chocolate globe the next time you're there. <laughs> next time. Oh, I guess you can't have chocolate. I can't have chocolate, but I could have See a if they have taste. another kind of globe. I could ask them to serve it to me and Ben with two spoons. Sure. Aww. Or maybe Aww. have some sort of beef globe. <laughs> <laughs> you pour hot caramel oh, on. That would be nice. Maybe oh. a short rib globe. Sure, oh, yeah. yeah. Maybe just an animal's testicle. Ugh. Oh, yeah. Wow. Uh, so uh, we were so p- part of your podcast tour is mm-hmm. you are going on Go Fact Yourself, yep. uh, sister show here in the Max Fun Network, mm-hmm. and this is a this is a tremendous show. I was on it recently and yep. had basically the most fun I've ever had. Aww. And part of the premise of the show is that you have to give them three things that you're an expert in, and they cl- quiz you on one of those things. But you don't know what it is going in, uh-huh. and uh, and and I think the trouble and the three things can't be related to your work. Yeah, and I guess and the hard part for men like us is <laughs> yeah. that one of them can't be. Yes. yes, yeah, yeah. One of them can't be pop culture related, uh, which are the three things that you know the main kind of thing a man like us knows about. Uh-huh. This is what the legendary blues song Manish Boy is about. <laughs> <laughs> when I was a middle-aged man, <laughs> I cared I a lot about, about Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you had one too. Yeah, okay, go ahead. Yours is probably good as well. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, so, you know, my my non-pop culture one, which they ended up picking, was the La Brea Tar Pits. Yep. And I had a lot of fun doing a quiz about the La Brea Tar Pits. So as of now, you don't know what your three things are. You don't know what your one thing is, right. but what three things did you give them? I was surprised when you listed them. Uh, RuPaul's Drag Race. Okay. Uh, the Great Catherine O'Hara. Mm-hmm. And Wine Tasting. Because I was a winery tour guide for um, for uh, two different places. And yeah. I would do the tour guide and then I would, t- I would take them through the tasting process. So I got do that. You, do you have... Did you get that job because you already knew about wine tastes? Or did they give you that job because you could talk to a group of people and then they just gave you a list of adjectives to say for each mm. wine. Yeah, the first one was uh, a, winer, uh, a winery in Southampton. I was going to school, uh, undergrad, and it, they just needed people to they, – they didn't care if you knew anything about wine because that place was a giant scam <laughs> that, that uh, bought all its uh, grapes and its juice from California, shipped them in, illegally, and uh, – Wow, like <laughs> – Highly Like illegally. Burt Reynolds in a uh, – he, he was – Burt Reynolds was in front of a guy in a big rig and <laughs> – Kept the cops off his tail? I suppose, yeah. I mean, it was just not a thing you, you can do, especially if you're touting it as New York wine. Which to be clear, was. it was more of a BJ and the Bear. Yeah. Oh. A guy and a monkey driving a big rig. <laughs> That's fun. Yeah. Uh, so and... the monkey keeps the cops away? <laughs> yeah. I never saw that movie. Yeah. The monkey eats the grapes until he's drunk. <laughs> okay. And it was this amazing prefab villa that was just like plopped down outside of Southampton. And uh, they had this amazing... Uh, uh, Vineyard that stretched to the to the horizon, uh, and only the first three rows closest to the the house were uh, actual grapes. The others were potato plants. So when people would say, <laughs> "Wow, can we go back and wander through and maybe pick a couple grapes?" We would always have to say, "No, we just sprayed." So people wouldn't discover <laughs> wow. this hidden tissue of lies. Oh my gosh! Wow. Was and that related to the fact that it take? Doesn't it take? Aren't grapes one of those things where you have to plant them and then the grapes start coming in ten years later uh, or something? Absolutely, yes, yes. And and for the first ten years, they have that kind of green peppery kind of vegetal character because they just taste like that's 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 the deal. Yeah, uh, yeah. And it was just a complete scam, and the creditors were calling on, and uh, yeah, it was it was, and they didn't care if we knew anything about wine. The next place I worked. They gave us a whole like wine course, and so we had to kind of figure out actual real things. Is wine real? <laughs> <laughs> it depends. Uh, it, it seemed so to me because of the one wine course I took at the beginning of the evening. It's everyone's just 
Frasier. Uh, and they're just, you know, this wine reminds me of a coiled snake. And then <laughs> that dude... That dude. Sorry, I'm thinking of Mike Crank. <laughs> well, that dude. Two hours later, was uh, was getting on with somebody in the in the bathroom. So like, it's uh, just you just get drunk. Sure. This, it's just this is what a wine. Club yeah, is. it starts just, out as a kind of a, a high minded exploration yes. of blah blah blah, but then you're just fucking in the bathroom. That's exactly what's happening. Yeah, yeah. if Pour, you're lucky, pouring it in your dumb face, getting <laughs> wasted, sucking you, it down. When you mm. eat wine now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> contemporary America. I'm talking about Trump's America, 2018. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I know you are a liberal elite from the coast. Mm-hmm. You're a coastal liberal elite. I, I will stop you when I disagree. Uh, and so I know that you're uncorking a bottle at home, uh-huh. pouring it, wafting it, nosing it. Uh-huh. Do you? Do you know? Those are all things. <laughs> do, you, do you check out a lot of notes? Uh, I don't. I don't. Because I mean, it's uh, it, it's. I mean, when we have people over and we do a wine tasting, then then I kind of go through the spiel. Um, I bet that's but. a fun trick to have at your disposal. I would love to have that in my in my like quiver as of like, oh look at oh look at this. Like, I bet that is a fun thing to kind of pull out on people who don't know that you have it. The yeah. coiled snake. The coiled snake. Pull out the old coiled Does snake. It because don't you always think when you hear people talking about it that it's, they're just bullshit? It doesn't doesn't it always come up like. People don't really know. But things. here's the thing: I don't know. Like, I the only wine I've really ever drank is like a, a toast at a wedding, yeah, with champagne, mm-hmm. or like sacramental wine, taking communion mm-hmm. at church. Mm-hmm. So, I don't. Those don't have notes, right? That I know that I can tell about. They probably don't. But. Who's, who am I to say that there aren't notes in other things? Sure. Yeah. I I'll, I'll go. And I'll go to a store, and I'm buying, like, bourbon for my wife, mm-hmm. which also has notes. Sure it does. And I'll, go, I'll say to the, the storekeeper, I'll say, which of these is your finest bourbon? Tell me about the notes. Oh. And they'll say, oh, I, well, this has caramel. This one has vanilla. This one's got berries in it. Mm-hmm. And I'll say, oh, thank you. Give me your second most expensive, please. <laughs> I wish for my wife to love me. Uh, and but that, but that said, I've so I buy into the notes in that sense. That said, you know my our, our mutual friend Ben Harrison from the Greatest Generation. It was his birthday the other day. Uh, we went out to fet him for his birthday, and I stopped at the liquor store on the way there. And Ben is a cocktail expert. Loves notes, mm-hmm. but I just bought him E forty tequila. Right, <laughs> I, I don't know. You yeah. know, so those are my two choices: either the second most expensive one, or just e, whatever E forty has his name on. Right. Well, my favorite uh, note uh, that, <clears throat> that people it's, this is an actual term that people toss around is barnyard. Have you heard this before? No. Uh-uh. <laughs> Wait, does that mean poops? It smells like poop. It smells and or tastes like poopy and uh, pee. Yeah, poop and like, pee, like on hay, oh, wet hay. Sure, yeah. Wet hay is it also a euphemism for poop and pee? Yep. Wow. Yeah, and you know, I say this that it's all bullshit, but it isn't because you see that movie Psalm, where the dude is like can can tell you exactly what region it is from from tasting it, which is that is a miracle thing. I, I'm never going to get there because that is a, that's a real thing, and I couldn't do that. Past guest on this show, Mary Roach, yeah, wrote a great book about called Gulp. Mm-hmm. Adventures on the mm-hmm. Alimentary Canal. Uh-huh. It's about the eating process, uh, digestion, taste, all these things. And she went to a olive oil test. She took a test to be an olive oil taster because olive oil, you they can't really 
tell with using science means whether the olive oil is good or not. And by good or not, I mean rancid. Right. Like there's no like strip you can dip into it that comes out with an R if you're rancid <laughs> or a plus if you're pregnant. <laughs> um, so she, So they have to have people do it, test it. And you have to go through these tests to get to become a tester. Mm-hmm. You have to go through exams. And she took the exam and got like a 15 out of 100. And all the other people who were there because they wanted to become olive oil tasters all got, you know, 80s and 90s because there actually were things that she just – she's like – she marked – she told me she marked like – Half of the rancid olive oil is perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. And that is bananas. I went up to one of those once, one of the olive oil tasting doodads. Um, and, you know, you go to the Grove, you see the olives, and then they take you back and they show you all the equipment that you use to make the olive oil. And They, they, they got you, the olives right there at the Grove, huh? They got them right there. <laughs> right by that fountain? <laughs> yeah, by the Cheesecake Factory. Got it. Yeah. By Mario Lopez. Um, and then, so they... You know, and so then they like they give you a very scolding lecture on why, you know, the olive oil you will buy at the store, and they have a little chart with brands on it that they don't like. Uh, this seems defamatory, but yeah. uh, you know, who knows? Uh, I guess the people from Barilla or whatever have not gotten <laughs> up there and taken the tour. Mm-hmm. So they have like a chart that is clearly just someone printed out the logos on a you know, inkjet printer and cut them out and glued them to this poster board. No, no. I, this is what I did for my middle school science project. So, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's basically, uh, it's right. Just it's just accosted strangers at the Grove. Sure. And then, you know, and then you go to the tasting room and there's these, all these different oils and this one is, has orange and this one has rosemary and blah, blah, blah. And you give all these little bread dips and it's a, you know, it's a, it's a fairly, other than the, the lecture with a bad poster, it is a pretty, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a classy, sophisticated afternoon, and you're just dipping these oils, and they taste so good. And then I remember leaving that and feeling like, I, I feel so greasy. Yep. I just feel yep. so greasy. <laughs> I've never done something that highfalutin that has made me so greasy. I just <laughs> feel like I picked the pepperonis off of a frozen pizza and rubbed them on me and also they were stuck in my cheeks. I was uh. I was watching a Netflix food show called Salt Fat Acid Heat. Acid Heat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, with a wonderful woman whose name I don't remember, who's just a fucking delight. Mm-hmm. Uh, I recommend this. Uh, based on one episode, I recommend this show highly. Mm-hmm. And this one was about fat and they went to Italy to, to eat olives and press olives and all this shit. And I'll tell you what, if I showed up at that Grove and one of these cool, handsome Italian guys that loves olives was there to tell me about it, mm-hmm. I'd buy anything. Yeah. I'd buy anything from these cool, handsome Italian guys. They're like, oh, it's a, it's a got a fresh, it's not a, you, what do you get in a, America's not a good, <laughs> you know. I didn't know you were going to do stuff. the voice. <laughs> I, thought, well, I thought we were going to get Mario. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. It's Super Mario. Un- un- <laughs> uncanny. It's, it's Sorry if it's too uncanny for you. Yeah. It's my, <laughs> But, like, these guys, I would buy any oil they wanted to sell me because I don't know. And they seem so romantically involved with the notes. Yeah, sure. That who am I to say no? 
Do you guys – I think I know the answer to this question. But does LA have these olive and vinegar stores where you go and buy just olive oil? It's just endless like spigots where you just kind of mm, mm, taste mm, – a sample different like flavored olive oils. Do they still have that? I just spigots. You just open it up and put your gaping maw in <laughs> Yeah. After the store closes, if you're, if you're friends with one of the people who works there, you can go in and they'll just dump it right in your face. Uh, when I-, uh, I have seen one of these before. I don't yeah. know if there is one local, but I know what you're talking about. I think I got my mom some oils at this for, right. uh, for a birthday or something. So you get the bottle ago. and you can go back and refill it. And, and it's just – I have never felt more like – I'm going to be the first against the wall when the revolution comes. Yeah. When then just being in the store going, hmm, let's see. Have you tried the grapefruit mm-hmm. accent one? You know, it's just, it just feels like this cannot last. And in D.C., where uh, we're very sensible, sure. uh, uh, that store kind of came and went like that. It was like, we're not going to just have an is... olive oil store. At least you... sell nails there. <laughs> That's right. Those are useful. Those the are thing useful. of it is that they make a certain amount of money off of the actual olive oil sales mm-hmm. during the day. But at night, they sell tickets because they basically just open up the spigots and get to wrestling. Right. Mm-hmm. Sure. See, that sure. makes sense. That's a service. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense to me. That is a business model. <laughs> it's called – I went to the spices store. Uh-huh. And this is not – my mom bought me a gift certificate for this spices store in Silver Lake here in Los Angeles, which is a – uh, now, is this affiliated with the Spice Channel? Yeah. <laughs> because if so, I'd like to visit this store. <laughs> uh, Silver Lake is a neighborhood in Los Angeles for people who were hipsters 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. and 15 to 20. So you're affluent, now distinctly affluent uh, people. And I was – I was I, to say I was a little hesitant, I was very hesitant to go to this Spice store. This was not like – like when I, where I grew up, there was a store I think it maybe is still there uh, called Bombay Bazaar that sold spices mm-hmm. in bulk in and huge you know walls of spices in bulk uh, for people who cook with spices because that is the tradition of their culture. Mm-hmm. Um, this was not that. This was like eight little jars. It was like a, basically a pot dispensary, but for spices. And I was so mad that I had to be there, even though my mom had given me this thoughtful $20 gift certificate. I was so mad that I had to pick something out there and, like, I definitely had to ask the woman Mm. what to buy. I was, like, overwhelmed. It was too many smells. I was, like, such a mess. Then I got that shit home. I put it on some meat. It was so fucking good. (laughs) So good. I was like, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yep. (laughs) Well, when we're talking about why they're lining us up and shooting us against the wall when the revolution comes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, going Let to a, me list of the ways. Going, yeah, I mean, I think having a podcast sure, is probably check, enough, check. probably enough to get you uh, shot in the streets. Who goes talk. first, professional podcasters or amateur podcasters? Uh, oh, boy. good. Yeah, I think probably professionals. I think yeah. the amateurs can be rallied to uh, make, um, like, propaganda. You know what I think what the answer is, if the, the true answer to that is? It's us. It's semi-professionals. <laughs> oh, people sure. who are being yeah. paid but couldn't live off of it. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. uh, professionals probably have, like, barriers they, and they, they know how to kind of protect and have walls of protection and, you know, mots and things like that. So that so the people can't – and they probably have pretty good boil oil. I yeah. just think people are going to need Leo Laporte to explain computers to them. Exactly. Sure. You know how, to, I mean? how to get a virus off there. Exactly. <laughs> uh, for me, though, in addition to having podcasts, I recently had to – uh, ask a hostess to ask a brunch DJ to turn it down. <laughs> what am I? What am I? 
so was much wrong a, with this. Was it a gospel brunch? Was it a drag brunch? No, this was a reggae brunch. Oh, I did not know it was a see. reggae brunch when I agreed to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, I probably would have gone anyway, but I'm just saying it was a little loud. <laughs> it was. I'm all for a for a reggae brunch. Yeah. Hear me now. Sure. Brunch a little too loud. <laughs> sure, yes. <laughs> uh, anyway. I've, I've done a gospel brunch, and at some point it's just people coming up to your table and singing to you about Jesus over eggs. Mm. And that's just not – it's not a thing. Wait, not at fair. a gospel brunch, they come to your table like a like a violinist in a – Essentially, in an Italian this... restaurant with a giant wine bottle with a uh, with a candle stuck in it. <laughs> yep, at this one they did. They and it was just this very lovely woman who uh, I just came up to our table while we were just harking down some huevos rancheros, and, and she was like, "I'd like to talk to you about Jesus." And then she sang, which is a lot. Sure, I a lot. feel like I am deeply uncomfortable with that as uh, an atheist myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I. I will I will sometimes listen to gospel music at home. Sure. But I feel like if I went to a gospel music thing, I would feel like I was by my very presence was belittling it <laughs> since it is music about literally the most important thing of all time. Exactly. I think you can just really easily make that more welcoming. You can do the gospel favorites, but just change the lyrics to be about brunch foods. <laughs> oh, yeah. I've got that joy, 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 joy down in my eggs. There we go. <laughs> down in my eggs. <laughs> down in my eggs to share. Oh, And then you see, give everybody a, a nice bite of your sweet. eggs. <laughs> Takes a nice turn. Yeah. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jessica. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Every single week, Jordan, Jesse Go is brought to you by the thousands of Max Funsters who are tuppies. And go to MaximumFun.org slash donate to support Jordan, Jesse Go. We love them. Each and every one. We individually and collectively. them. Sure. You, you, but also use guys. <laughs> Not to mention y'all. Y'all. Usins? Yeah, we love usins. Her body. <laughs> we love you. Uh, we're also supported this week by Green Chef. Yes. A USDA certified organic company that includes everything you need to easily cook delicious meals you can feel good about. Now, Jordan. Yeah. I have dietary needs. Can they address them? Well, let me read you some of the meal plans that Green Chef offers, and okay. you let me know if one of these fits into your personal dietary needs. Mm-hmm. Paleo, vegan, vegetarian, keto, gluten-free, omnivore, and carnivore. Yeah. Is one of those in. you? All of them are me. Wow. I'm all those things. All are you? <laughs> yeah, all are me. <laughs> wow. I eat both everything and not <laughs> something. You're like a food Borg. <laughs> All are me. Uh, Each ingredient is thoughtfully sourced and its journey tracked from planting to plating. Let Green Chef do the meal planning, grocery shopping, and most of the prep for you week after week. Can I tell you something, Jordan? Please. It's probably easiest to do the tracking Mm -hmm. during the growing part. 
sure. You know what I mean? She's hanging out. From planting and, to harvest, the right. tracking is relatively easy. But then, I don't know. you got to use a computer. Unless it, a bird eats it. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh. Nothing but trouble. <laughs> we don't know how the folks at Green Chef feel about birds, but we hate them. You're on a wild goose chase. Yeah, presuming, right. Following that seed. It's a goose that eats That's the true. seed. Gooses love seeds. Geese love seeds. Excuse me. Geese Geeses love seeds. Love seed. Yeah. Uh, hey. If you want to uh, cook with Green Chef, and I suggest you do. I've done it myself, and I find the meals both easy to prepare and delicious. Mm. Uh, here's what you do. If you want 50 bucks off your first box of Green Chef, go to greenchef.us slash jjgo, greenchef.us slash jjgo for $50 off your first box of Green Chef. We've also got two messages up on the Jumbotron this week. Oh, we love these. From listeners, for our listeners. One is for Sue from Joe. Many wonderful years together and many to come in Alameda, Stockholm, and beyond. <laughs> what jet setters. <laughs> you know what I think they are? They're a cargo ship. <laughs> right. Ooh. <laughs> Just a couple of cargo ship <laughs> headed to Stockholm, Alameda, and who knows? Uh, another Jumbotron here. This is for Emmett from Andy. Here's the message. Hey, Emmett, just wanted to say happy birthday and thanks for helping me out at the roastery with all the tech support lately. Can't wait to hit the craps table with you and pound some dirty American buffet food. For your B-Day, I ask I'd Jesse, that's probably a typo, uh, but I'll read it as is. I ask I'd Jesse can give you your, you your, very own vintage baseball nickname, your buddy, Andy. Do you have a vintage baseball nickname for this guy? High trousers. <laughs> I mean, that'll do it. Yeah. Uh, hey, some more exciting stuff coming up. We uh, are coming to you and you to us. Yes. <laughs> well, we're coming to you. Sorry, we're coming on you. We're coming on you and you come on our face. <laughs> yeah. We love it. <laughs> We're going to be at SF Sketchfest. If you're in the Bay Area, we're at SF Sketchfest in January. Uh, I've got Judge John Hodgman on the 19th at 7 at the Castro Theater. Uh, also on the 19th, 10.30 p.m., Cobb's Comedy Club, we're going to do an all-new episode of Bubble. This is a, is this is in the – what's that called? This is canonical. This is canonical. This is in continuity. It happens between episodes four and five. So if you have friends who haven't listened to Bubble or if you haven't – I mean if you listen to the show and haven't listened to Bubble, come on. Get on it, guys. Yeah. Uh, but if you have friends who haven't listened and they don't want to listen to the whole thing – That's you... our other thing. The one people like. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> That's the good one. Yeah. Uh, that you bring friends, bring yeah, all your friends. I like this a lot less, Jesse. <laughs> sure. Yeah. And a lot more Helen Hong. Yeah. Everybody likes Helen Hong. Yeah, she's great. Um, so, uh, yeah, people only have to listen uh, to up to episode four and they will understand what's going on. It is canonical. It is part of the story. It was something we wanted to do uh, in the main series, but just kind of uh, couldn't quite fit it in. So it's really, really cool we get to do this episode uh, at SF Sketchfest. Uh, here's who's going to be there. Eliza Skinner, Allison Becker, Mike Mitchell, Christella Alonzo, uh, special guest narrator Gene Gray. Oh, man. From the world of rap music. Yeah. Uh, and Jonathan Colton will be doing a couple of new uh, legally dissimilar pop songs. Formerly known, by the way, Gene Gray, mm -hmm. formerly known as What What. Oh, really? Yeah. So if you've got a lot of Herbalizer 12 inches <laughs> from the early 90s, you'll know her as What What. 
Uh, and we're going to be doing this show, Jordan Jesse Go, at the Punchline on January twentieth, one p.m. That's an afternoon show. Yeah, and it's on There's Sunday. No excuse, and it's on Sunday Fun Day. So come after you've gotten drunk at brunch. Yeah, they'll serve you a drink at the Punchline if you want it. Sure, to. that's not going to be an issue. I mean, if you've had too much at brunch, maybe they won't. The Punchline. So they don't want to overserve. Punchline is a cool place. That's where I saw David Cross in college. My friend Tyler wore his uh, puffer jacket that was like made out of that hologram material. <laughs> I was like, "Come on, Tyler, give me a break." David Cross is the comedy show. Yeah, you know what I mean. Thank you. Classic I'm, San I'm Francisco trying. story. Um, so yeah, sfsketchfest.com or maximumfun.org for ticket links. That's sfsketchfest.com or maximumfun.org. Get those tickets. Come on. If you're in the area. Cop them ducats. And if you're, maybe if you're in another area that's close, go for the weekend. Yeah. I think that's- Have a- yourself a nice weekend. Come down from Portland. You deserve it. Where are you, Sacramento? Let's go. Come on down. Legislature's not in session. It's the weekend. (laughs) Sure. You don't got to bang any gavels. No. With Salt Lake City, yeah, make the drive, baby. Yeah. Straight across. Come on, Salt Lake. Straight across. Provo, why not? We promise not to serve you any caffeinated drinks. Yeah, Missoula. (laughs) We're getting a little further away with Missoula. It's beautiful You can make it. You deserve a weekend. You deserve a weekend. You need your weekend. Stop hoping that you'll- See Sarah Vowell on the street. <laughs> That's what I think people in Missoula who listen to Jordan Jesse Go do. Is they're yeah, hoping to see Sarah hang around. Vowell. Yeah, I she get lives it. in Montana now. I get it. Maybe you're hoping Chris Fairbanks is visiting his family. <laughs> sure, he has long visits for Christmas. Uh, if you live in Los Angeles, uh, I am hosting a live in person once a year. Put this on holiday sale here at Max Fun HQ. So if you want to see our office, you want to check out our studio. We're currently the Currently, the uh, the acoustic foam is literally collapsing off of the walls. We've got about four feet of acoustic foam missing. Uh, that's going to be on Saturday, Saturday, December 15th, 10 to 5 at the Max Fun office. That's 2404 Wilshire Boulevard here in Los Angeles. You can find information at putthison.com. Um, uh, that's going to be a lot of fun. Me and Dan are going to be here selling special treasures. You can come by, say hi. You know, buy a buy a pocket square or uh, you know a funny hat or something. Mm-hmm. You know, mostly pocket squares and funny hats. Grab lunch at Langer's afterwards. Yeah, if you don't if you don't live in L.A., I think I don't think you can because I think Langer's oh, maybe is they're closed, closed on the yeah. weekends. Yeah. yeah, weird hours. Well, I'll tell you where to get the good pupusas. How about that? <laughs> uh, and if you don't live in Los Angeles, you can go to putthisonshop.com and get your holiday shopping done. If you use the code Tuppies. Uh, you get free shipping. Yeah. And uh, if you're looking for more Max Fun related shopping, we got our Destroy the West DTW robot shirts. It doesn't say Destroy the West on it. Singing it says D- is always my hobby, Jordan. <laughs> we have a robot who says that, that thing. Brian's that... holding it up. He's got it. He's got one. Oh, hey. Yeah. Brian's, it's a beautiful shirt. Singing is always my hobby. DTW, Jordan Jesse Go. You get those at maxfunstore.com. Sounds like a great gift for the Jordan Jesse Go fan in your life. I saw on Twitter, Esther Cepeda already has hers. Amazing. She's on top of it. Maxfunstore.com. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Glenn Weldon, homo superior. 
Mm. Dope. Mm. You know, Glenn's been working on that shit. He mm. fucking nailed it. No, it doesn't sound right. It no, sounds, it sounds great. great. What did you not like? No, about it? it's Let's awesome. talk about this. Let's workshop this. I think homo sufficient. Can I go with that? <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just don't. I know I think that a, was planned too, and I love I, it. I think, I think it's a nice. I, I know it's a comic book reference, but it didn't really. I, it just felt felt wrong. Felt mm. bad. I do have some personal news before we get to the please. Uh, to yes, the, uh, count calls. Uh, <laughs> By all means, yeah, yeah. I'm glad you chose us as the venue. Yeah. Uh, the next time you guys see me, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be swole, jacked, ripped, shredded. Wow. I have retained yeah. the services of a personal trainer. Uh-huh. Oh, first time. First Goodness, time in my life. I will. Just, say, I will say just not just you. You say you're going to become this way. Mm-hmm. I. I was. I've known you a while, and I. I. You. You're in great shape, Glenn. You Mm-mm. look like yeah. you're in great shape. I've this is, never you known you not to be swole. That's it's, the thing. Yeah. The Very first nice. time I met you, I was ups- Frankly, upset mm-hmm. at how swole you were. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, what is this? Nope. What is this guy wrote a book about Batman and nope. he's ripped? Yeah. Wow. See, Wait, this what's is... this guy's deal? Right. So the first time I met you, uh-huh. I said. I said to you, I had no idea that you were so ripped. You had, you, had, you had guns like the U.S. Air Force. Uh, no. No, no, no. And Glenn Weldon said to me at the time, I'm turning to Jordan now to sure. relate this story since Glenn is roadblocking me here. Yeah. I, Glenn Weldon, our friend Glenn Weldon, he said to me at the time, no, 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 I'm not. I'm not. And I'm like, well, you're definitely more ripped than anyone I interact with on a day-to-day basis. Ah, uh, so you've just put your finger on it because <laughs> y'all are heterosexuals. Right? Uh, so yeah. This is I yeah, am working at a different metric. At Jordan's gay pool, everyone is probably <laughs> this more is the thing, Oh, I don't yeah. go to the gay pool anymore. I go oh. to I go to the pool in Burbank, uh, which is far less gay. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, Not only have I retained the services of a personal trainer, I have a nutritionist. Uh, ooh. But I kind of. I kind of lucked into her because basically I got kicked out of – I didn't get kicked out of my gym. My gym, the JCC, which is kind of the uh-huh. shabby – <laughs> Get out of here. Nope. The sh- shabby gym yeah. uh, is closing for a year for mm-hmm. renovation. So they shunted us all to the big gay gym in mm-hmm. D.C., which is where just yeah. – it's amazing. It's mm-hmm. And it's it's not inspiring at all. So I go at 5 o'clock in the morning with all the other – Morlocks, <laughs> so that the Eloy can have it all to themselves in the afternoon. And it's such yeah. it's such a scene. And they're all in these tank tops, and they all have ten percent body fat. And so my goal uh, between the personal trainer yeah. and the which they gave me for free, you get one free session, and then sure. I kind of because he was kind of yeah. hot. So yeah, yeah. yeah sure. Yeah, hey. And yep. um, and then the nutritionist. My goal is to get down to Rambo. Body fat percentage. I love it. You will recall, I love it. perhaps, I love it. You like will some recall? junior junior Seau action. Is yes. that how I would think of it? W- like. Famously, when he was filming, when Stallone was filming that film, he he got down to three percent body fat, which is when the pads on the bottom of your feet disappear because you don't have wow. enough fat in your body to cushion your damn feet. <laughs> Wait, so he walked with pain. Wow, that's my goal. Your that's skeleton where I'm feet. Yeah. <laughs> Are you going to be like I knew a guy who was a bicycle guy? Yeah, and they often get really low body fat from. Just the, you know, the huge amounts of exercise the cardio, that yeah. they do. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, this guy worked at the Valencia Cyclery. Shout out to the Valencia Cyclery by my house where I grew up where they used to – they would fix my bike sometimes for free. Nice. Wouldn't even charge me because I was a little kid. Good guys. Uh, but this guy talked like this because his hormones had changed from having low body fat for a long time. Oh, really? Yeah, which I think is a thing. Huh. Um, like it, it starts to dis- it starts to like uh, redistribute your internal resources in weird ways. It's worth it. I'll risk it. <clears throat> yeah, uh, I I feel so much better about myself 
after I stopped going to the gay pool. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, not because, I mean, I think I'm, I'm like, I'm swimming harder and more seriously, so I think I am in better shape than I was when I was going to the gay pool. Mm-hmm. But I also have some, like, some, like, some nice fit dads to compare myself sure. to. Right. Uh, there are, like, the swimmer guys who are, like, you know, these. Lanky. Kind lean. of lanky, lean, right. sinewy. All German. I don't know why. Just, <laughs> yeah. just something. Uh, but then there are just some like nice dads that are doing it for fitness, and I'm like, hey, looking good. Yeah, I mean, t- to take off your shirt at a gay pool. I mean, you are a braver man yeah. than I am. I mean, like you're in, you're in good shape, but like, good lord, I, I, there's no, no I way know. I could do it that. Is, there's yes, no way. Every, no it way. is like when the character, like when the character. There's the one scene where they take off their shirt in a Marvel movie because you just have to have it, and it's like, ah! And it's like the craziest thing <laughs> yep. in the movie. Yep. It is like that, but yeah. just like it's surrounding you. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I think there's two, I think there are two vectors here. And I think as a homosexual gentleman, mm-hmm. you're facing both vectors at once. Mm-hmm. So one of the vectors is people who share your gender humiliate you because their bodies are so much more ripped than yours. Gotcha. Yep. Right? They've got you they've got you outpaced uh, dramatically. By far. So that's something that Jordan has had to face down every time he went to the pool in West Hollywood is all these guys are gorgeous and ripped and they're, you know, shaved for the water and the whole nine yards, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Uh but then there's a secondary thing, which is when the people that you are sexually attracted to are super ripped. Like they're out of your class, mm-hmm. out of your league, but you still have to stay there. Yep. You know, like it's like there's no situations in our day to day lives ordinarily where we are surrounded by people who are out of our league, but we have to stay there. Right. You know what I mean? You've just summed up my life. Thank you. So you're getting both of those vectors at once. Uh huh. You know, the writer uh, Annie Lamott has this book, uh, Bird by Bird, in which she talks about a friend of hers who I think is an Episcopal priest who once said to her, Here's how it works. When I see a really hot dude with a great body, I both want to be him and I want to lick him. <laughs> and that's it. To right be there. and that's to right. lick. That's <laughs> exactly the issue. Yeah. <laughs> to be and to lick, the Glenn Welch. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so what, what are you going to do to get to, to be that? Because, again – to be clear, whatever, whatever, whatever. Glenn Weldon, uh, right now sitting before us in a short sleeve shirt, we can see the guns. The gun mm-hmm. show is on, mm-hmm. and it's real. Yeah, I have to eat more. Uh, <laughs> really? Yeah, I, I was going to ask, but the nutritionist is, is is how that's going to factor into this. I am not eating enough, uh-huh. so my body is in starvation mode. So it's holding on to all this fat. Oh no! And that's that's what's going. on. I need to eat more carbs. Brian, get him a waffle. <laughs> this is the <laughs> thing. Like I, Brian did actually did a little physical bit when I yelled at <laughs> it. Was good. He really like he really yes ended it in a fun way. I mean, you know, Brian's got a performer's background. He's willing to look for a waffle. That's awesome. <laughs> I just grew up. I mean, like I've been doing like uh, joyless salads for so long. Yeah. Just chicken breasts, grilled chicken breasts, and salad. This You're is what dumb. I thought was going to get me to where I needed to be. No, I need to eat more. Uh, not just carbs, but fiber. Forty grams of fiber a day. She, she suggests, mm-hmm. which is a hell of a lot. Yeah, which is a lot. Sure. That is... So what are you eating? Pineapples with the skin on? Um, two by fours. Just just <laughs> a two by four. Uh, <laughs> going to the Home Depot. Like, and I don't. I like. I was happy priding myself on not eating a lot of processed foods, but now she sent me to, to Whole Foods. Of course, she sent me to Whole Foods, and and which is, by the way, right across from the gym. Of course, it is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, there's this. Brand cereal, which is like it has the little pellets have like the look, the consistency, the color, the smell of what you feed guinea pigs. 
I mean, right, it sure. is precisely yeah. that. It is the same <laughs> smell I remember from childhood, and can I put I, that in my body. Can I correct you, Glenn? I don't mean to – I know that you're the expert on your own body and so on and so forth. Mm, by but all means. I'm an expert on whole food cereal. Yeah. It's 50% what they feed guinea pigs. It's 50% what they use to line a guinea pig's cage. Yes. Mm, yes, sure. yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. So it's wood chips plus food pellets. A quarter cup of that has 70% of the fiber I need in a day, which is just like <laughs> a quarter cup. That's crazy. Are you concerned about – and I want to put this delicately because I don't want this show to be gross. Mm-hmm. Are you? Is, are there? Where going. Are there bathroom issues? No, they're not. Okay. No, because I know you don't like Dookie talk, nope. and I, I, I join you in that. Sure. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's just it's just more fiber. It's just eating more, like eating yeah. when you're not hungry. Like it's and it's. Uh, that and, sounds kind of fun. You know, at, the, <laughs> at the JCC, uh, I was you know I mean I'll, I'll be honest, I was in the ninety percentile. The JCC. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at the JCC, yeah. we're primarily it's... there not to become healthy, but to. Attend lectures by Alan Alda. <laughs> yeah. And and I've switched I've gone down to like five percent at the at the big gay gym. I mean there's a there are two, at least two, possibly more gay porn stars who go to my gym. Oh and my. I, I don't want to see I don't want to I don't wanna see. I also don't know what they're doing in DC. Uh that's that's weird to me. I mean I guess everybody needs a job. <laughs> yeah. I guess they're lobbyists. I don't know. Yeah. What they would. <laughs> Majority whips. I don't know. Uh, uh, see, nicely done. Yeah. Nicely done. Yeah, it's it's so dispiriting, and so I'm I didn't even know Paul to... Ryan had gotten into that. No. <laughs> <laughs> Senate, ma- Senate majority twink is that something? <laughs> anyway, hard there to say. <laughs> anyway, that's we'll that's that's the news. Congratulations. Next time, next time. yep, jacked. jacked. How much yeah, exercising do you do? Uh, like three or four times a week. Okay, um, for like half an hour of cardio, half hour of lifting. By the way, I I, I know I don't. Have the body fat percentage to be one of these guys who talks about it incessantly, but mm-hmm. I I can't wait to be that guy <laughs> Are you, who talks about it incessantly. Part I want to be that guy. Is part of this entering a state of ketosis? Uh, that I think is like the Atkins thing, which is she, she's going to be the opposite of okay, that. Okay, yeah. When you cut back carbs so much that you go into a state of ketosis and you get bad breath and blah, 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 sure. blah, blah. This is about just shoving fiber into your body. <laughs> shove, shove, Do you, shove. How long have you been... A healthman. Have you always been a healthman? No, 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 no. I, I, I mean, I, I've, I've known you for quite some time, and I've always imagined you to have been a multi-sport high school athlete. <laughs> <laughs> I was a swimmer back in the day. That was, that was it, because that's where we put the kids who can't catch a ball. Right. Uh, and uh, that's, that was me. And I was a swimmer for, you know, a good long time. And then uh, I came out, and I needed to go to the gym a lot because <laughs> I was single. And then I got married. And then, nope. <laughs> uh-huh. And just let it all go because uh-huh. that's what you do. Sure. And then, you know, it's... it's I but... mean, to be fair, in my case, I did that ahead of time. <laughs> <laughs> you were ahead of the game. Yeah. Let her know what she's getting in for, you yeah. know? <laughs> exactly. They put me on this machine. This is one of the things that's frightening me. They put you on the machine the nutritionist did, which kind of goes through not only your body fat percentage, but also your uh, m- metabolism, which is how I know I have a very slow metabolism, mm-hmm. which is why I need to eat more. Sure. Uh, and also uh, the number, the amount of body fat around your organs, which is way high, turns out, way high. And uh, the men in my family have their first heart attack at around 55. Mm. And I am 50 hell damn ass years old. <laughs> and I want, I mean, I'm a, I'm a gay, I'm a middle-aged gay man. I want an ab, a ab. <laughs> Just yeah. the one. The I one's fine. one handsome barrel style ab. I yeah. have never had abs. Never. 
And mm-hmm. I think I think they are my birthright. I don't think I've ever been able to touch my toes. <laughs> That's my challenge. Well, you're a tall drink of water, Jesse. I mean, that would be – I would imagine – It's a long tough. distance. It's I, a full league. Yes. I don't imagine you hinge correctly to do that. <laughs> <laughs> um, when something momentous happens to you, like you find out the amount of body fat around your internal organs. Oh, my God. <laughs> give us a call, 206-984-4FUN or – Send us a voice memo at jjgo at maximumfun.org. It's our beloved segment, which for new listeners is called Momentous Occasions, where you share your momentous occasions with us, such as a momentous occasion, including but not limited to the following. Hey, Jordan, Jesse, and guests. This is Will in Chicago. I teach after-school classes, and I had a new child recently in one of my after-school classes, and he was, Can you, uh, hold, you know, Brian? behavior... I'm surprised. Usually people have new children in hospitals. <laughs> hey! Hey! Oh, I wasn't listening close enough to get your joke. I'm sure it was good. I'm sure it was good. <laughs> no, you're mistaken. <laughs> okay. Twas not, friend. Ah. Twas not. Okay, press play again, Brian. And he was, uh, you know, his behavior wasn't great uh, in that day, and so I gave him a reminder and a warning, and then I asked him to set out from one of our games. And as he sat out, he reached into his backpack, took out a rabbit's foot, and sat stroking it and whispering into it while making very direct eye contact with me. So, I definitely curse. I'll probably die. (laughs) Wow. That's a classic improv game curse. I have uh, an Omen reboot to go right. That's right. (laughs) Jeez. It's going to turn into a rabbit. Is that the way that works? I don't know how that works. Hard to say. I mean, if you're an itinerant and improv teacher, as this man obviously Mm -hmm. is... Um, because there's no other game-based learning. <laughs> uh, Mario teaches typing. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you think that's what happened? They had him to sit out from Mario <laughs> teaches typing? I think so. He's getting too... Yeah. <laughs> Carmen too... Sandiego's upset with you. Go sit in the corner. <laughs> the, chief's pro- the chief is upset with <laughs> the you. The chief is upset with you. Yeah. Carmen Sandiego. Yeah. Oh, she would be happy that you're not at, on her tail. Yeah, right? she can steal the Eiffel Tower. How would Mavis Beacon feel about that's all this? That's what I was going to ask. <laughs> Boy, I don't know. I'm pretty pissed. Um, I guess uh, a reader rabbit something. Uh, I guess uh, to me, if you are, you're dying of dysentery too much. Sorry. Okay. There you okay, go. That's the you. other it's computer good. lab game. Um, uh, Simant. Uh, <laughs> you played Simant in school? Yeah. No. Oh, cool. Isn't that weird? I had to play uh, Simant at home <laughs> for fun. <laughs> for real fun. Um, so, uh, I, I think if you are an itinerant improv game teacher, Mm -hmm. you have already been cursed. (laughs) Like at some point, someone that you kicked out of your group has cursed you because I think the curse, the curse giving community, at least the younger demographic of Mm -hmm. the curse giving community and the improv game playing community are largely the same community. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think the improv community may be a little bigger. Mm, no, I take it back. <laughs> All improv students can curse you. <laughs> and they likely have. Yeah. Um, yeah, geez. I mean, I think that's something that has... Well, I don't know. I'm, I was going to... I think I argued against this in my head, but I'll say it anyways. Yeah. Is that, you know, in, in the world of, like, horror mythology, the creepy child is really having a great... 15, 20 years sure. or so. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think like a a dead-eyed child is now something you would fear or maybe you would not fear a dead-eyed child, you know, yeah. in, in the recent past. 
You know, in the show, uh, Sabrina, the, I'm sorry, The Chilling Adventures, the chilling adventures of, of Sabrina. Uh, she gets cursed by her schoolmates at one point, and uh, there's a procedure. She just takes a certain kind of shower and t- with some kind of blah, 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 herb. And my first thought was like, I like that there's, you know, contingencies in place if one is cursed. Sure, right. Also, that seems like awful easy. You're getting that awful easy. Like, cursing should be serious. Like, yeah. you shouldn't just bathe. You can't just get out of it by bathing. That doesn't seem right. But it's good that there's a plan. Like, first you take the bath, then this Speaker of the House becomes president. <laughs> right. Yeah. Sure. Uh, I, my experience with the chilling adventures of Sabrina is seeing the photos online of the premiere and the cat went to the premiere and they took <laughs> pictures of the cat on the red carpet. And just I'm sure it's not like this, but just from the angle and the framing of the photos, it seems like the cat is there by itself. It's so <laughs> fucking funny to see a cat in a human situation with no humans around <laughs> it. It's like it just... Like got, like they sent a car for it and it got yeah. in and then it went itself. It's so fucking. In funny. fairness, it probably has a spouse, but then as soon as the paparazzi start up, she just, right. pushes, just yeah. pushes them aside. She, yeah, Get the cat the hands the handbag to the <laughs> yeah. cat spouse, yep. and the cat spouse stands over and out of the frame. Yep. Can I say I'm really glad that De La Renta loaned the cat a gown <laughs> mm-hmm. because I think that you should make. Those kinds of clothes for all types of bodies. Uh, <laughs> sure, yes, yeah. Uh-huh. Real cats have curves. They're not okay. just sample sizes. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, Brian, we got another call in the hopper. Hey, Jordan, Jesse, and guests. This is Josh from Philadelphia calling with a momentous occasion. I just stopped at the credit union, and while I was waiting in line, the guy ahead of me just uh, said audibly as he was making his withdrawal from the teller, the password is buttfuck. <laughs> and uh, just think, and this guy, I, I should mention this guy is like in his uh, late 50s. So I just imagine he's been doing this for a long time and just having a good old time with it. Anyway, I love the show. Be safe. Uh, all those things. Bye. Yeah, you shouldn't say your passwords out loud. Hmm. This, was he on the phone with somebody? Was he telling the teller? That he, the t- he was tight. Well, you know, often when you're at the window. Uh huh. You have to type in your password now. Right. You know, we don't go to the window that often. Mm-hmm. But, but recently when I've gone to the window, I still have to type in my PIN number or Ooh, whatever. I'm a window man. Love going to the window. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. All window? I love filling out a deposit slip. You just like a, a lady in a white shirt from Structure? <laughs> sure, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I just like the bank experience. Makes me feel like I'm having a day, you know? <laughs> sure. Oh, I got to go to the bank. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then I just go hang around at the post office for five minutes. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's really fun. Get my shoes buffed. What are the new stamps, you say? Ooh, yeah. I don't want to buy any. I just want to look. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Ooh, Legends again. Of, I was going to say Legends of Jazz. <laughs> you say Lovitz again? No. Was there a John Lovitz stamp? Muppets. But Muppets I'm, again. I'm changing Muppets again. it to Lovitz again. So, yeah, you have. They brought back. Yeah. First, the first set right. was just the compulsive liar or whatever right. that guy was called. And, and now the, the new set is John Lovitz as John Lovitz. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then the, and, the critic and yeah, then the guy sure. from League of Their Own. Right. Uh, All his, the great John Lovitz roles. His one season on news radio. Sure. His one episode cameo on an earlier season of news radio as a different character. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All the great Lovitz roles. <laughs> Rat Race. Who could forget Artie Ziff from The Simpsons? Artie Ziff. In Rat Race when he stole Hitler's car. Yeah. <laughs> it's, funny that, it's funny that's a movie. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Kathy Bates is selling squirrels. <laughs> yeah. A lot of fun stuff in there. <sighs> and a great live performance from Smash Mouth. I think that's everybody's favorite part of wow. Rat Race. Man, I have a couple of uh, passwords that I think are really funny. Mm-hmm. And 
It's so hard not to tell people about them. Right. Uh, Don't. Like, that's the only way I can remember them. Uh-huh. Like, I'm not going to be able to remember. If if my password was just like the quick brown dog or whatever, I could never remember it. I have a horrible memory. Mm-hmm. But I got a couple I got a couple real winners, real great ones. I have a hilarious social security number. And here it is. <laughs> um five five three eight one six nine six nine. Get it? Yeah. <laughs> Math nerds will get it. Uh-huh. Um do either of you guys have funny Wi Fi names? Uh, nope. No, but there's a nope. guy in my building who I whose name is Brian, and he has Bryfi. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm pretty jealous of Bryfi. I'm like, ah, fuck! I should have just spent five minutes on this. I'm sure I could have come up with a good one. Your, yours is just called Smog. S M A U G. No, it's just Bryfi. Uh, there's a dude on my block that has uh, surfing for porn. Wow. Which, you know, I mean, like, own it. Yeah. I mean, let's 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 be honest. The man loves porn. Uh-huh. Yeah. You should just go to Glenn's gym if he loves porn so much. <laughs> Sounds like a pretty hot gym. Gorgeous fellas. Yeah. Out there boning. Ugh. In Washington, D.C.? I mean, I you got to figure they're shooting it in Northern Virginia. No, no, no. I, th- I think they just live there and they, they fly out to you L.A. Think when Tacoma they... Park, Maryland? <laughs> I, think, I think all the Tacoma Park <laughs> lesbians have like a cottage industry. Yeah. Yeah. I bet you don't want to – well, I, I, here's the th- here's, I'll say this, and maybe we can unpack whether it's right or wrong. I guess maybe you don't want to live in the city where you shoot your porn. Do you want to make mm. that a, like a long weekend thing? Hmm. But here's the I thing. I guess it's porn is universal, so everybody's seeing it. These aren't like porn plays. I don't think <laughs> porn performers yeah. get paid enough to buy the plane ticket, right? Like, don't you get paid? I get the impression... That you get paid like five hundred dollars to do a porn per porn. I bet there's tears. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sh- confident there's tears. There's probably some people who are comfortable with their jobs, but yeah. I mean, I think it's like when you know how you hear about like Val Kilmer lives on like a ranch in Montana. Like I'm mm-hmm. sure when Val Kilmer was starting out, you know, little apartment in Hollywood, going to auditions. <laughs> You know, but then he became after the saint. Right, he got that. <laughs> he got that, he got uh, that ranch guap. money. Yeah, and I'm sure that there's the porn equivalent of that. So you're thinking these guys at Glenn's gym, they had their star making moment mm-hmm. in Marines Get Fucked or whatever. Mm-hmm. I was going to say uh, this ain't the saint and XXX parody. Uh-huh. <laughs> More like this taint the saint. Uh, right? see, That's pretty right good. There. That's pretty good. Yeah, uh, it would be better if there were more taint themed <laughs> pornography. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I got a sock drawer for you. <laughs> Taint misbehaving. <laughs> there you go. Sure. Um, for those who love the classic musical. Yeah. <laughs> so you, you're thinking these guys have it made, and they're on offer only now. Yeah, maybe. Sort of like, uh, like probably Leah Thompson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like a like she a Leah Thompson need to audition. Yeah. She just. Keep hearing that the bottom, as it were, has fallen out of the <laughs> has fallen out of the the porn sure. uh, thing because of uh, the the free online porn, the little uh, oh, sure. type of things. That, so I think my my understanding that these guys aren't making much money at all, and you can't really make a career out of it, which is why they all do OnlyFans, which is why they you get you subscribe to their channel. And that's how they make money now. Oh, and then so there's porn videos and them just them unboxing Kinder eggs. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Star Wars toy. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Playing Fortnite. <laughs> <laughs> I would love that. Uh, well, 
I don't want to speak for you guys, but I wish them all the best. Yeah, absolutely. Go Good nuts. luck exercising. Yeah. Pax Fobiscum. Boning around. Uh-huh. Sure. The whole nine yards. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Playing with hot By wheels. The way, that's why they're on the first tier. They got that Good nine yards. yards. Yeah. <laughs> 27-footer. Sure. <laughs> Okay, uh, if you got a momentous occasion for us, 206-984-4FUN or JJGO at MaximumFun.org, we will return in a moment. On Jordan, just go. Hi, this is Rachel McElroy. Hello, this is Griffin McElroy. And this is wonderful. It's a podcast that we do as uh, we ma- we are married. And how's the ad going so far? Because I think it's going very good. <laughs> we talk about things we like every week on Wednesdays. One time Rachel talked about pumpernickel bread. It was so tight. You cannot afford to miss her talking about this sweet brown bread. We also talk about music and poems and, you know, weather. There is one... Weather? <laughs> one time Rachel talked about Baby Beluga, the song, for like 14 minutes. And it just really blew my hair back. <laughs> so check us out on MaximumFun.org. It's a cool podcast with chill vibes. Amber is the color of our energy, is what all the iTunes reviews say. <laughs> they will now. Hey, it's Janet Varney of the JV Club Podcast, and I am so excited to be joining Maximum Fun. If you're not yet familiar with the JV Club, it's a podcast with me and some of my favorite women, and in the summer, men, as we explore the highs and lows of our terrible teenage years into what I like to call our adult lessons. For example, you can hear about Allison Bree's humiliating moment at a gymnastics competition. You can hear about Jesse Thorne's incredibly salty language in English class. Or let Busy Phillips tell you how she met Sharon Stone at an Arizona toy fair, somehow. You can join me and all my once awkward friends every Thursday by subscribing to the JV Club at MaximumFun.org. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Moore's boy detective. Glenn Weldon, homo sufficient. Okay, so here's the thing. Yeah. Well, we were just talking about how magical the moments are that happen during the interregnum between segments. (laughs) Now, Jordan, you were about to introduce... Your beloved signature segment. Yeah. What's your favorite Avatar sequel? Sure. Which Avatar sequel are you most excited about? Which which Avatar sequel are you most excited about? I said, you know, sometimes I worry that this will never measure up Mm -hmm. to the legendary long-running Stop Podcasting Yourself segment, What is a Goblin? Now, Glenn Weldon, our guest, happens to be a Stop Podcasting Yourself listener, not unlike myself. Yep, yep, yep. And so... And Glenn is also enough of a dork mm-hmm. to have very strong feelings about this. Mm-hmm. And I think we need to just take a moment to clear the air and let Glenn go on record as a guy who has not been a guest on Stop Podcasting Yourself, just hasn't been to Vancouver, as I presume the reason why. <laughs> we should clear the air and let Glenn get this off of his chest. And if Dave and Graham want to cut this into their show or whatever, mm-hmm. they can. Um but I just wanted to – I just want to give Glenn the opportunity to say what is a goblin. There is only one answer. It's – it's you just look at – either you go by uh, the Tolkien or you go by the D&D Monster Manual. It's the same thing. Goblins are orcs. Orcs what? are goblins. Okay. So this is the part that blows my mind. Mm-hmm. So Glenn and I are sure. like – 
of course, a goblin. What's a goblin? He's a little green guy. Mm-hmm. He's got pointy ears. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe he's kind of hungry looking. Uh, he's always sneaking around and doing evil stuff. Yep. Um, all that stuff tracks for you? Mm-hmm. Okay, so to me, an orc is a bigger guy, possibly with an axe or a hammer or something. That's because you're going by the movies. See, look, in the, the, the Hobbit was written first. He used the term goblin because it was, you know, more expressly a children's book. Right. And then in The Lord of the Rings, we find out that goblin is the hobbit's name for what orcs are. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. hobbits are cute, and they say cute things like sure. goblin. So yeah. that a is... A widow hobbit. A widow hobbit. Would yeah. say goblin. With his furry feet. Yes. So, but mean, the, it's, yeah. What could be cuter than same. a goblin? I would listen to that segment and be like, what, what are you... Why are we? Why are we fighting over this? Why are we reaching for something when it's already known? It is known. But apparently, when I was queuing this up, you also have an opinion on what your, your what Avatar sequel you think is the most. Absolutely. Now hold on, hold on to it because I I I forgot read what them, they yeah. are. So let's go so, through yeah, them. So real again, quick. they have they have. Uh, I think this there's been leaked to the geek press, and again, this might change before this episode airs. They've announced over twenty seven upcoming. Yeah. <laughs> there are four there are four Avatar sequels, all with a subtitle, and we're just asking mm-hmm. everybody what they're most excited about. Each more anticipated than the last. Mm-hmm. Av- the American sure. movie going public at large. And more importantly, the Chinese. Yeah. <laughs> Avatar, the way of water. Avatar, the seed bearer. Avatar, the Tolkien writer. Yeah. And Avatar, the quest for Iwa. <laughs> E-Y-W-A. There's an apostrophe in there, too? Uh, no. Oh, no. see. That, I know. Uh, it would, Iwa would, would you, have been you great. Need, you need an apostrophe. That's obviously the seed bearer. Yeah. Because A, porn. Sure. B, yeah. B uh, yeah, it's going to get a hard R. And, like, uh, that sounds... It sounds great. The Seed Bearer. Yeah. Uh, the Way of Water is so boring. Seed Bearer is actually a Pornhub exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> sure, yeah. It's verified amateur content. It's, it's going to be lots of uh, ponytails being plugged into beasts. <laughs> Let me tell you. Uh, every time Yeesh. we do this segment, I have to just Google on my phone, you know, Avatar sequels. And so the Google now thinks I am very interested in <laughs> Avatar because I'm constantly Googling it. So every time I just like open the like news app on the phone or whatever, they are really telling me every every little rumor fan theory about Avatar. Never uh, trust a seed bearer who was born in June. <laughs> right, exactly. With curly hair. Uh-huh. It's going to be the t-shirt Jordan's wearing there you right, go. right now. Mm-hmm. Bumper sticker. Yeah. Sure. Yep. Congratulations on your seed, by the way. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm bearing it. <laughs> what can I say? Uh, grin and bear it. That's yeah, what they say. Grin and bear seeds. the grin seed. seed yeah. yeah, I'm not I'm not enjoying my seed. Okay, <laughs> I'm, I'm bearing it. <laughs> uh, Glenn Weldon, what a joy it has had it has been to have you on our program as ever. Always a delight, guys. Thanks so much, Glenn. You got two great books about superheroes available in stores. One yeah. about the Batman. Yeah. What about the Batman? And on what re- about the Super Guy? Yeah. Mm-hmm. On remainder tables across the country. Uh, <laughs> Superman, the unauthorized biography. That's the first one, which is really out of print. And the second one, which you might be able to find, Batman, uh, uh, I'm sorry, Cap- The Caped Crusade, Batman, and the Rise of Nerd Culture. My publisher wanted to call it The Triumph of Nerd Culture, and I was like, mm, can we just go rise? <laughs> I'll meet you halfway. Yeah, rise. Yeah. Uh, both are great. I have read both. And Thanks, man. I really, really enjoy both of them. And I also uh, enjoy Glenn on Pop Culture Happy Hour, oh, a terrific podcast uh, that you should just go ahead and subscribe to because, come on, fucking do it. I've uh, read the Batman one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I did really like it. Mm-hmm. It's great. I learned a lot about Batman. Sure. <laughs> if you're wondering, are these books only for a person that already knows all about the Batman, I only knew a little bit. Yep. I mean, like a standard amount. Not yeah. nothing. Not nothing. 
Well, a lot of people know something about Batman. They know about his bat suit. It's true. Sure. Um, his pointy ears. Uh-huh. Um, it's the main stuff, but, like, I, I knew that stuff. <laughs> I knew it. I knew he had that little friend. Got the if little there's friend. something I know about Jordan Jesse Go listeners, yeah. they enjoy something being put into a historical context. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And that's, that's true. What these do very, very well. These are these are American studies majors. Oh yeah, they're, they're, those are our people. Oh yeah, ain't no marine biologist listening to this shit. Damn right, mm-hmm. uh, Glenn. Always a pleasure to see you, and thank you for making the trip out to Los Angeles just to visit us. <laughs> <laughs> My pleasure. Uh, we're sorry we led you to believe you'd be getting paid, yep. <laughs> or we'd be reimbursing you we're for just the ticket. Be hanging around here. That's okay. Just it's, hanging out in the studio. The yeah. thing is, is because of the free online videos, the porn economy has really crashed. Yeah. True. So, really so. Sorry. so Jesse and I are going to have to open some Kinder eggs. I'm going to deliver some pizzas and just yeah. see what happens. I'm going to try some foods from a culture that isn't my own. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to throw this out there. Carpool karaoke. Mm. Try it. Try we it. We should do a carpool karaoke. No. That would be great. People love those. You know what I love about it? It's just like a side that I haven't seen before mm-hmm. of some of my favorite celebs, like Adele, yeah. where they sing. But we can only do public domain songs. Yeah. <laughs> Drive it around, sing an old gray mare. <laughs> when Jenny comes marching home again. <laughs> God, Corden really does something special with when Jenny comes marching home yeah. again. As a non-American, sure. <laughs> he really captures the spirit mm-hmm. of what it's like to... Our producer, Brian. Nice that he dug up Stephen Foster and <laughs> strapped him into the chair. His skeleton. Yeah. Nah, nah. It's, it's, the jaw is just flapping up and down while Camp Town Races <laughs> comes out. After the ball. There's <laughs> another Stephen Foster also song. Also another one, yes. They pull over to a Starbucks and really stoke out some fans. Yeah. <laughs> God, fans are so stoked. Love fans. I love fans. I love stoking them. Yeah. yeah. I'm like a bellows for fans. <laughs> fans, flames. That reminds yeah. me, yoked. Yoked is another term that I'll be. Yo, oh, oh, that's going to be one. good. Thank you. Sounds like yoke. Brian Sunny D. Fernandez is the producer of our program. You can find us online. Uh, chat about the show, MaximumFun.reddit.com. On Facebook, you can join the uh, Jordan Jesse Go Facebook group. You can also go ahead and uh, join the. Wait. You can join the Max Fun Facebook group, or you can like Jordan Jesse Go. Either way, you're going to get a lot of great content. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, if you've got corrections for the pro- program, uh, we love to get them on Twitter. You can direct them to at JD Power at uh, mm. JD Power on Twitter. If you've got any corrections for us, or just different strong negative feelings mm-hmm. that you that you feel obliged to share, uh, mm-hmm. JD Power will note those. Um, JD actually reads that. Mm-hmm. James Dunphy. Power. Power. Sure. 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 Not the associates, though. No. Cannot, cannot be bothered. <laughs> no, they got other stuff to do. Mm-hmm. Um, hashtag at JJ Go on Twitter, at Jesse Thorne, at Jordan underscore Morris, at GH Weldon. That's am it. I remembering correctly? You are. I love to. I love to read a Weldon tweet. Great oh. tweets. Oh, heck. You could, you could do a lot worse than get yourself a few sure. Weldon tweets. You want some <laughs> jokes about the challengers of the unknown? There you go. It's my wheelhouse. I do. It's a tiny wheelhouse, but mm-hmm. it's mine. Yeah, I mean, if if you need a list of tertiary Batman things, <laughs> you know, top tier would be your penguin, your uh, your little yellow friend. 
Uh, I think he's talking about Robin. Oh, sure. Okay. Uh, these are your top Batman things. Your secondary Batman things is like um, Crazy Quilt, Kite Man, Bat Computer. <laughs> wow, that's the second yeah. tier. Yeah. What's on the third tier? It's a big, it's a big Holy drop. Holy shit! It's a big drop. Kite Man had a moment recently. Kite Man, Kite had, Man a moment, had a really? very good moment recently, and I think he's 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 flown up to second tier. What does he do? Just fly kites? He is a kite. He has a kite suit. He has a kite suit? Yeah, he's a kite man. So he can just drift away? That's yeah. his power? Yeah. He, does he have a key, at least, to collect electricity? <laughs> oh, no, that's Benjamin Franklin, man. At <laughs> G.H. Uh, Weldon is Glenn Weldon on Twitter. Uh, also, check him out on the Pop Culture Happy Hour podcast, which is... Uh, the best general pop culture discussion podcast, with the exception of Pop, pop Rocket. Rocket. Yeah, I was going to say. Uh, we'll talk to you next time on Jordan Jesse Go. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.